Bradford. Willie Nelson is 89 today. Oh, wow. Okay. Willie Nelson, 89. Yeah, Willie Nelson. Wow. Michelle Pfeiffer, Daniel Day-Lewis, they've been co-stars. They both have a birthday today. It was Lizzo's birthday earlier this week. Someone was at the Wild Game last night and tweeted us the... Uh, picture of the mural, the Lizzo mural oh, that she get when she plays. That's there cool. today and tomorrow, and mm-hmm. then it's going to Lush on June 7th. It's beautiful. It's it her really new is. album cover. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, she's that's, gonna I like think that's a that. cool idea. Oh, you know she's got a, uh, you know, her home probably has a lot of big walls that that could hang at. Yeah. You know? it'd, be, it'd be risky giving someone who didn't have, you know, some gigantic house, something that of that size. Yeah, wall real estate is not going to be offered in my household for something that big. Exactly. So we posted because she also, on Wednesday, that was her actual birthday, she came out of her own birthday cake. Now, (laughs) I love how she rolls. I I know it. And it was at Craig's, our spot in West Hollywood. And, um, yeah, she came out of a giant pink and white cake, she shared it on Twitter, adorned with flowers, com- confetti, and glow- gold candles. She wore a pink wig and a barely there G- G-string thong and beautiful jewelry and long pink gloves. And she's like, birthday girl. I'm like, I, okay, that's a fun idea. It's yeah. a it's a really fun idea. Yeah. The I album, would never do it. I could, you might. The album comes out July 15th. And of course, we are loving About Damn Time. And oh, she just yep. and she said I called it because uh, she told Apple Music Zane Lowe it's about damn time I feel better it's about damn damn time we get out of this con- pandemic it's about damn time we get to the first female black Supreme Court justice there's so many things it's just about damn time that's why I wrote it because it's been three years since her last tour and you know she's just excited to be back out there. And we were lucky enough to get her here at Treasure Island, and we were, it was the same weekend as the Basilica. Last September was was very busy music-wise. Yes, it was. So, um, anyway, but yeah, happy birthday, Willie Nelson. He's 89. 89. Yeah. Still on the road, you know? I got it. Again. Uh Uh-huh. Again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did I already say that? (laughs) And then Michelle Pfeiffer, oh, I always... um, you know, she's in something right now. Oh, the first ladies. But I, I don't know why I haven't. I haven't wanted to do it, but people are liking li- it. No, they're not liking they're it. They're not liking okay, it. Okay, got I, it. Well, I then think, I'm not going to watch it. Well, no, I feel bad because I think I've heard like if anyone's watched it and wants to let us know about it, give us a buzz at six five one six four one one zero seven one. But like Viola Davis is getting all this hate because she does this one. She plays um, Michelle Obama, and mm-hmm. she does this one thing with her mouth. And it gets to be, she does it too much, uh-huh. so it takes away from whatever's going on, and you just focus on this one quirky move she makes. Is that what people are saying? It's the yeah. duck face, mm-hmm. right? They're calling it the duck face. Yeah, and so and she's so hurt by it, and she's mm. like, "I'm, I was just trying to do, you know." And she doesn't seem like anyone who would be that soft, you know. No, but but it was interesting how that was just everywhere. I think yeah. because the first episode when it aired two weeks ago on Showtime. Like it, it was a sustained. People were just ripping on her, and you know, let's right. face it. Um, Annalise Keating, aka Viola Davis, is used to you know, um, 
praise and she's yes, always she so good in everything. everything and i'm very curious to read her memoir it sounds oprah made it be her book club right pick, and she's got a gonna have a netflix thing because viola grew, grew up just dirt poor dirt poor and um so you'd think that she would be tougher but maybe it's just also because you know what it does hurt your feelings when people are it does you know you just can't lie you can't it lie just, it and just so does. She, TMZ caught her going in somewhere and she just kind of said, yeah, this really hurts my feelings. And, you know, I'm like, good for you, Violet. We can always count on her to be be honest honest. and to be real. And and Grant, I remember when the first time we met her was for the help. And then she did something after that. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was how to talk about murder or whatever. How to get away with murder. Annalise Keating, she told Entertainment Tonight that's the best favorite character she's ever played. She was so good. In that. And I loved the, the how to get away with murder and scandal crossover episodes. There were like two of them. I miss. I love. Oh, that oh. was such a Oh, we got a call? We got a special call in from someone who has watched the show. How you doing? Hey, sexy kittens. Oh, are you Jason, watching Are you this, watching honey? First Ladies? I love it. Oh, really? Do. Okay. Obsessed. Now, I will tell you, the criticism of Viola is sadly on point. Okay. And, and what happens is you read the criticism, and then human nature is, that's all you then focus on, sadly, yeah. is when she kind of does the pouty lips. Now, in all fairness to Viola, two things. The former first lady does do that. She does. Now, yeah. she does. And number two, it is unfair because of the, of the three first ladies featured in this first season, there is the most footage available of, of Michelle Obama. So she has the way toughest role. Yes. Who you now let me be let me tell you, you two, uh Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford. Oh, I've heard she's she amazing. Not, not, I'm I'm I got chills just saying that to you two. Mm-hmm. If she isn't nominated, they should close the television academy and turn it into a baby gap. Because <laughs> it's she is so Good mm-hmm. and 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 uh, Jillian uh, Jillian Anderson as Eleanor Roosevelt. I don't know what the critics are watching. I look forward to Sundays because right. of this show. All right, okay, we're going to watch it. Well, Jason, it was the same way with the critics didn't like the offer, which dropped on Paramount Plus about the making of The Godfather. It is so damn good. It's incredible. Have you guys watched Captive Audience on Hulu? No. no. What's that? Oh. What? No. Captive, captive, you guys, do you guys remember, do you guys remember the kidnapping of that little kid in 1972? And then he, he returned seven years later, Stephen uh, Strainer. I do. And, I they, do. and they, and they made an NBC movie in 89 called, um, I know my first name is Stephen. Oh yes. Yes. Well, this is about that case and it's a three part docuseries. That will it'll blow your mind because episode three, it goes way beyond that kidnapping and reemergence of of Stephen. And you if you like true crime, if you watch Dateline, guys, it's so good. Okay, captive audience. All right. Well, that that's a good one to know. Will you watch the offer? Yeah, I'll trade you. You watch. Oh, and are you guys watching Heartstopper? No. no, I, I just heard about it last night at tennis. It's oh, you a, did? 
You guys obviously missed my TV show a couple of days. No, ago. I'm going to tell you first of all, days, but I saw Steph March with all the hilarious Minneapolis St. Paul magazine covers. That was a great segment today. How great was that? But no, go. You guys have to put this toward the top of your list. It's Heartstopper. I'll make this brief. Okay. It's based. It's British, and it's about these two young British boys. One of them is gay and out, and the other is like a popular rugby kid that isn't sure and it's like a coming of age story oh that but sounds it's good so positive yeah it's so sweet and those kids are such good actors make sure you watch it on netflix okay. all right i will in your interview with jay leno i just loved oh thank you he was so cool oh you were so good that was fun thank you guys well there we've we've swapped tv all right, uh, what is the name of the first, it's first ladies on showtime yeah first ladies on showtime first lady Captive audience and heart stopper. Those and the offer. All right, on and the show. offer. Right. <laughs> and I want to get in the you offer. You got to watch one of ours. <laughs> okay, I'll watch. I'll watch the offer if you three. If you watch those three. Okay. All right, fine. We'll report back on Monday. Right. We have no okay, lives. Well, there's all this rain this weekend. What are we going to do? We're not going to be outside much. All right, listen. We come back. Uh, what are we doing, Julia? Random We're thoughts? random thoughting. Let's do all right. it. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. <laughs> what did I, I miss? You wanted me to use a TJ Maxx bag, Laurie. We're no. laughing. I, I said you can get a, a baby bag like at TJ Maxx. They have the cutest um, reusable a, bags oh, you know, that, are, that you give oh, yeah. to somebody as a gift. We have a shower tomorrow in. for, you know, our girl. Uh-huh. And and I'm like, where am I getting a bag? And you said TJ Maxx. And I thought, those bags are plastic and ugly. No, no, <laughs> I meant TJ Maxx. You can buy a cute bag. The I get the I get so many compliments on my my um, little gift bags. No, I got a big bag, and I think it made an appearance in a lady exercise video yeah. when I was Miss Coconut Beach. Uh-huh. It's a TJ Maxx bag with a French bulldog and Paris on it. It's just really very cute, very cute. But I've seen yes some some bags. cute bags that if you wanted to put gifts, gifts in, in them, oh gosh. and then someone has a bag oh, as I'm well as laughing. the gifts. No, just, not a plastic. Oh, I'm just <laughs> laughing. I'm like, what would that do? All right, back oh, yeah. to back, back to, to the case at hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you know, I was just in Vegas. Yes, I was commenting about how much real estate the Mirage Resort with the waterfalls has, and that's yeah. going to be eaten up. Grant informed us at the break someone bought it. It's all going to get torn down and be two properties now. And the the Bally's is going to become the Horseshoe Saloon. Right. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. That's one thing we that you know about life. All the development that's happening, though, is south of the wind. Yes, it is. Towards downtown. No, this is Mirage, which is... Yeah, no, I know yeah. that. But Mirage has looked the same since the yeah, 80s. I know. Okay, so Siegfried and Roy were a permanent fixture there before Montecor the Tiger attacked Roy. Mm-hmm. And um, they... Why they're in the news, Lori? Because uh, you took a picture. The sculpture is still up in front of the Mirage. I know. Of Siegfried and Roy and one of the tigers. I know. And a woman cleverly, after me, put her head in it and had her friend take a picture. I wasn't that smart. I just did my show hands yeah. in front of it. Okay, so here's the deal is that their personal belongings are going on up for auction. This was just in the news yesterday mm-hmm. in the Las Vegas Review, Review Journal. News, news Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, love and that paper. I love that paper. There's a deal, six, 99 cents for six months right now. Anywho, some of their items from their show 
Um, like jackets? Jackets. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them always, Roy wore the crop coat. Siegfried wore the long one with the tails. Mm-hmm. But those are for sale. Um a yellow diamond ring, a oh, Cartier wow. necklace, wow. emerald diamonds, a leopard spot pattern Tiffany and Co. porcelain tea service. I wonder where the money is going to go to because I don't think they I know where it's any, going. Uh, where is it going? I will tell you, okay. it is all going to a- their Samoti Foundation, S A R M O T I, and I feel like. That's their personal charity, but I feel like it has something to do with animals. Yes, of course. Animal protection. But Siegfried and Roy, you know, they met on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. I feel like this would be a great movie. Their story? Yeah, yes. It would be. Their story would be a or great... Or miniseries. Because yes. one of them got the tiger very young and was... Right, and they did Siegfried, meet on a they cruise, met on a cruise ship. ship. Just think of the fabulousness of young Siegfried and Roy being hot on a cruise ship In six ni- months at a time. Yeah, 1957, they began performing on the cruise ship. And um, they met, oh, you know... Oh, even better, because we'd get 50s fashion. I know. Ray, you know, Rock Hudson. I know. In 67, they moved <laughs> to Las Vegas to take... Part in a specialty act called Follies Follies Berger, yeah. which was at the Tropicana yes. forever. Yes. Then they performed two st- stints as a side act in Lido de Paris, which was at the Stardust. And b- both of these shows that you're mentioning, they're with the showgirls wearing the headdresses. Yes. And topless, topless, exactly, topless and just kicking and dancing and looking like they're having a just a. I, I always thought that would be the most wonderful job. For you, who has no boobs. I know. Because you could do it. And you wouldn't have to worry about how uncomfortable you are that your boobs are flapping. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Then they headlined Beyond Belief at the Frontier Saloon for seven years before Steve Wynn. At the Frontier? Yes. Before Steve Wynn famously hired them in 1988 to perform at his new casino, The Mirage. At The Mirage, they performed 5,750 consecutive sold-out shows wow. from 1990 to October 3rd, 2003, when Horn was dragged off stage by the giant white tiger, Montecor. Tell me that first date that they were at The Mirage. 1990. 1990. Wow. And that was, and you saw it once, and I saw it, mm-hmm. you saw it twice, and I saw it yeah. once. It was on Unbelievable. Although the first time I was so close, I could you see could the see do- I could see the, the drop fl- doors. The drop doors were there. Everything just you know. Because like, all of a sudden you you'd look, Grant, and all of a sudden right next to you was this huge white tiger. Yeah, it was creepy. It, pretty spectacular. It was a pretty spectacular. But it would be a great series. It would be some. I think that would be really great. But anyway, the auction is being done uh, by um, Williams. No, Bonhams, B-O-N-H-A-M-S dot com. Mm-hmm. There's 500 items. They have a lot of stuff there. Oh, it would be fun, like, to own a ta- a, the tails, one of the suit jackets. Wouldn't that be fun? It's yeah. embroidered. Jason, if you're still listening, we think you should bid on one of those. He should. <laughs> mm-hmm. He should. Because you know that they are well made. I just think of when we went to the Liberace Museum, when that oh. still existed, and you could see his racks of clothes and stuff but the you know at the, the detail at, on these clothes are incredible and the amount of sequence well, that you have to sew on something to make it dazzle under the lights is really over in a full light is that a word full light uh-huh. pattern with sequence silver sequence rhinestones and faux pearls yeah the tail coat i mean it was beautiful yeah all right, so that's happening if okay. anyone wants that. But you never told us when we're going to take our paddles um, and go bed. You're going to put your paddle up <laughs> on um, June 8th and 9th.
I wonder what they're expected to go for. Not a lot. Yeah. I mean, this th- could be a good investment. This Grant. could be a start, Grant, yeah. to get out of sportsmobilia and yeah. head into like celebrity, you know, dead celebrity. <laughs> it's actually a very, very lucrative, almost more than the sports world to be yeah. in. The next thing is, well, it'd be it'd be interesting to be see classic. what a jacket is. We've been threatening to buy something forever. Uh, they yeah. think that um, then the eighteen karat gold tiger head pendant. That's gonna probably go for with a lot. brilliant cut diamonds and a ruby eye. Oh, that's that's real. That's gonna mm-hmm. go for thousands. Oh man, I I just want a coat. I'd and I lo- think with tails, I, the tails would be brilliant. Just because and wear of, it with hot pants and high heels. I was fishnets. thinking just fishnets. Fishnets, yeah, yeah and nothing else. All right, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Lori just bought her outfit for tonight. <laughs> we'll be back. Go buy it right now. It's yeah. early auction. <laughs> All right, Grant, what's happening out there? What is the meaning of this, Julia? Michael Douglas had a story to tell uh, about the casting of Romancing the Stone. I saw this. Okay, so he was giving an interview, and some maybe it's Romancing the Stone in, in uh, anniversary, but I had forgotten that the director was Robert Zemeckis. He did Polar Express, and he's yeah. you know, gone on to All do right. many. He was movies. on the podcast. He was on Rob Lowe's podcast. Is that where he, Is that where he talked okay. about? That's where he talked about this. And so, yeah, I suppose uh, Rob Lowe's good at getting his celebrity friends to talk about who was cast. You know, yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. he he said that uh, that they were considering many actresses for Romancing the Stone. A, it was a rom com. They wanted a woman, you know, uh, that would. Appear to be in her 30s and was in her 30s. Yeah. And um, anyway, so Deborah Winger at the time was one of the hottest actresses. And he and Zemeckis, coming off an officer and gentleman, right. terms of endearment. I don't know if terms had happened, but okay. for sure, Urban Cowboy, I think Urban it Cowboy. happened. Okay. But uh, they flew down to Texas to meet her to have dinner and we're knocking back tequilas and we walk out of the bar and she goes, Oh, you. And she gives me a I thought she was going to give me a punch in the arm, but she leaned down and she bit him on his forearm (laughs) and broke skin. As one does. And he was so shocked about it. And I'm thinking, I don't know about this lady. And he said, Bob and I go back to Hollywood and we go down to the studio. And Grant, after watching the offer and seeing how they do, how it is a chess play to get everybody to agree on casting. Mm Mm-hmm. We see this in that movie. He says he and the director sit down with the studio, the producer and whatever. And he goes, I broke down in tears. And I said, I can't go to the jungle with her. She bit me on the arm. I can't do it. It's not worth it. So they said, okay, all right. It won't be her. She was... That was supposed to be her movie. Well, here's and here's what we learned. And, and Kathleen Turner was like, she was so perfect for it. She was, but having watched The Offer, I mean, I didn't ever really realize how much of a chess play it is for anyone to star in anything. That you have to Go get on. the buy-in from the producer, maybe from the studio head, the co-star. The director, there's a lot of people's opinions that are happening and Mm -hmm. no one can see into the future and see what the success is going to be. It's Mm -hmm. all a crapshoot as far as each of the individuals so that Michael Douglas breaks down in tears because he knows that they're going to the jungle for 40 days. He can't. She's too unreliable. She's already a rough woman with him. 
Well, and, and also, uh, you know, it seems a little unhinged if someone, you know, bites you in the arm. That's nothing. That's not normal. That isn't normal, Julia. Well, You're... I'm glad that he broke down and cried because Kathleen and Turner, Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas had so much chemistry. And that is a rom-com that holds up. Hysterical. You could, if you've never seen Romancing the Stone and you would like to see a rom-com, you've bemoaned the fact, go back to the archives. Michael Douglas, so hot so and handsome. Hot. What is he, maybe 40 in that? Yeah, and he wears movie. that white shirt that, oh. you know, the shirts we used to buy in Mexico. Danny the DeVito. Darling. Uh, New York City. We go to Costa Rica. We've got Kathleen Turner. Just oh, so good. Okay, Kim Basinger. You know, she was on the Red Table Talk, but we never talked about this. I want you to Hollywood speak what she had to say about, because she and Alec Baldwin had a really long, drawn-out divorce. If you think... You know that Brad and Angelina. Brad and Angelina. These two. They have six children. This one only had one. Yeah, but still, um, she. They had a very heavy duty, very out loud divorce. They met yeah. on the set of The Married Man, and um, they were married from 1993 until 2002, so nine years, and had one daughter. Okay. And um, she just said, um, Jada asked Kim how she was able to communicate with Alec. And she said, well, parenting can be difficult. And Ireland having the anxiety issue she's had was that that was difficult with Alex because she said eye to eye. We couldn't see eye to eye. Not that was not it. Alex, the funny one. We're all fine. We all get along. But he's he's a challenge. Yeah. He's a challenge. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Putting it mildly. Yes. You know, I have mixed feelings on this one because I remember at the time, and yes, Alec Baldwin would be a challenge. Yeah, because he has a short temper and he's got anger issues. Yes. And he runs hot and cold. I feel like if I didn't, I feel like he's a Scorpio or if he certainly acts like Yeah. Interesting that you say that. (laughs) I've, I, you know, remember, Lori, he wrote that book about parent alienation. Blaming her. Now I don't know what to believe. I never, I, he again, just got that term out there in the again, world. Again, who knows, but I, it does happen. So I don't know where to go on this one because she's also a nut job in her own world, if you remember. Kim, Kim is. Passenger, remember she bought the city in Georgia yeah. for $2 million. Maybe she, she was just trying to save the town. Well, I, look at, I know, Lori, you'll turn, I, I believe just that he's a challenge. I think that's the understatement of the year. And they probably had a very hot relationship. They, they met their married chemistry. In the year. If you remember their the chemistry, man. oh, and that's were, another. Do you think that movie holds no, up? No, I that doesn't. And yeah. like Blind Date, I feel like they were in, or she yeah. was in. That's another one where you know. Yeah, she, they met on the set of that, and they got they were married within. I don't think like they were they were years. hot looking, but I don't know that they were good. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to recommend that. I'm movie. not. Um, let's really uh, Hollywood speak. Mickey Rourke. Now, Grant might have to just weigh in on this. Going back to 2010, Iron Man 2, when Mickey Rourke was the villain. Uh, like, maybe the maybe the crappiest comic book movie of all time, Iron uh, Man 2. Iron Man 2 wasn't as great as the first, yes. The, well, the villain, first one was great. The first one was amazing. It, it actually did well, Rotten Tomatoes-wise, but that villain, the storyline of it was not great. Huh? huh? Whiplash. Whiplash, yes. Okay, so maybe this explains it. So mm-hmm. there's a story out there about 
we can all put Jared Leto out of our mouth for method acting that Mickey Rourke had so many demands for his character, including, you know, this was right after The Wrestler. And Mm -hmm. they only wanted... They only wanted to pay him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, please! And so, Robert Downey Jr. stepped up, made up the difference. Good. So maybe he got two million, but he was—he said Same. he's got to be Russian. He's got to have a. Oh, so a, he decided uh, what the character. Yeah, would he's got to have a cockatiel on his shoulder yeah. at all times. He has to have um, a samurai man bun. He had all these. All these he weird even things, went yeah. to a prison in Russia to study the tattoos. Wow! And he really went all method, all. But in. he created the character first, and then went method on it. Yeah, I didn't know that he, those were, I thought that was all stuff that they brought in. I didn't no, know he brought that, that, that to the Mickey table. That was Mickey Rourke, and he hated John Favreau. He thought he was a man with no balls and told him that quite often. And wasn't what? he the director? Oh, the yes. director, actor in it. John <laughs> yeah. Favreau's done everything with Marvel so, now anyway, and Star Wars. Anyway, Jared Leto, who? Wow. Mickey Rourke. Mickey that Rourke. That doesn't surprise me. I know, but still, kind of a juicy story. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all we got for that Hollywood That was vintage, speak. vintage Hollywood speak. It was, I liked kind it. of. All right, we'll be right back.